Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today's episode, as well as the next month of episodes, are all going to be part of a series within my larger series of Alice in Wonderland episodes. My friend Nikki from Trivial Theater is joining me, and we're going to be talking about some of the worst versions of Alice in Wonderland we've ever seen. This was originally planned to be one long episode, but if you've listened to my recent updates, you'll know I don't have quite as much time as I used to, as I now have a full-time job. So in order to get you as much content as regularly as I can, I'm going to spread it out a bit. So instead of working forever on just one two-hour-long episode, I'm breaking it up by movie, so instead of one episode, you get four. Granted, they're not all going to be as long as that original one, and this one will be the shortest, but the rest of the episodes are all quite a bit longer than this one. Like I said, joining me for these episodes is Nikki from Trivial Theater, and I've had the idea for this series ever since my first podcast with her last year, which was also about obscure versions of Alice in Wonderland. We talked about some bizarre Alice-inspired PSAs, all about drug abuse and British label laws. I'll have that linked in the description if you're interested. Anyway, Nikki likes talking about terrible movies, whether intentional or unintentional, and I knew there were a couple of really bad animated Alices, because I'd already talked about them years ago. One was called What's the Matter with Hatter, and there's another one that Alice fans refer to as just the Cinematronic version. And while I really didn't want to watch them again, I knew they would make for a good conversation with Nikki, so I decided to just bite the bullet and go for it. And then, because apparently I wasn't torturing myself enough, for some reason I decided to ask Jenna if she had any other suggestions for terrible versions for us to watch. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, <laughs> she came through. So, thanks to Jenna, we're now also talking about two cheaply animated, made-for-kids web cartoons. This first one that we'll be talking about today is from a series called Increditales, and it is definitely not incredible. So my original idea for this was to do two movies that I covered years ago on my channel as Wonderland Wednesday episodes that I just did by myself because, like, at the time, I, like, I didn't know a whole lot of people doing movie reviews and I didn't want to subject my cousin Sarah <laughs> to watching <laughs> what I'd heard were, like, two abominable versions. So... <laughs> Now that I've gotten to know you and how you don't mind watching bad movies, I thought, well, maybe we could revisit them. I, I don't know why I wanted to do this. They're <laughs> really bad. <laughs> but I thought maybe it would be fun to revisit them with Nikki. <laughs> Talk well, about... I'm, I'm happy to be here to do it because they are... There's there's so many ways that you can take a tale and, uh, and spin it in a different way. And such a classic tale at that. And to see... Even amongst like the like computer generated animation, you still get such a wide variety. Mm-hmm. And then I I knew I wanted to do those two. And then for some reason I decided to ask my friend Jenna if she had any others. Cause she knows a, she she's like an Alice in Wonderland expert. I was like, Do you know any other really bad animated versions that we could cover alongside these? And she gave me two more. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess we'll talk about those two first. Uh, just get, I don't want to say get them out of the way, because I, I think we're probably just going to get progressively worse as we go along, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll talk about the first one that she sent me, which is like barely over five minutes. It's from a show called Increditales, which I had never heard of before she sent me this thing. And from what I can tell, it's some show on Amazon Prime. It probably didn't originate there. It's probably some... I don't know, some other studio, 
probably in a foreign market making cheap animation to sell and try to trying to earn a quick buck because that's how a lot of these really cheap short versions are made because there are others not quite as bad as these but there are a lot of studios that take fairy tales and other stories that are in the public domain and just make things for kids out of them just to make a quick buck i used to see when i was a kid we'd see like at dollar general there would be like these videotapes that they'd always release like when another disney movie came out and I always thought that it was so weird, and looking back, I'm thinking they're probably doing that just to, like, trick somebody's grandma into buying the wrong movie. <laughs> oh, totally. And that happens so often. <laughs> yeah. So, I think this is sort of the same thing, except this isn't, like, a movie. This is, like, a six-minute segment of a show that was at least one season and had, like, three or four different stories in each episode. So, there was a lot of content crammed into this series and really truncated but it all seemed to be disney ripoffs oh god yeah i looked at all the thumbnails and it was just like really bad interpretations of disney designs (laughs) well and they actually you look at the um the actual characters and you don't get so that so much with alice like she has a little bit of definition that makes her her own but you look at like the Cheshire Cat, um, the uh, the the Queen of Hearts, um, like all of the characters, they are basically. I mean, and even the Caterpillar, they are uh-huh. the ones from from Disney. There's yes. no like you look at it and it's like okay, that is that is that is outright ripoff. Yeah, it's like they didn't even try to hide the fact that they were stealing Disney's designs. No, <laughs> it was. There's one thing that I didn't watch it. <laughs> Maybe I will at some point, but I saw that. In one of the thumbnails, it looked like a really bad interpretation of the Grinch. Like, probably the most (laughs) recent Grinch one from Illumination Studio. Mm -hmm. And the title was The Man Who Stole Christmas. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So they're like trying to steal a book that they they can't obviously get the rights to, and they just change the Grinch to the man. Oh yeah, well you know green a green man you know with a you know a a green angry man you know that's that's all really all you got to say I guess. The Hulk who stole Christmas. There you go. There you go. I like it. Or like the jolly green giant that stole Christmas. (laughs) It was the shortest. And I think, generally speaking, the animation of the ones we watched was probably the best. But I feel like this one, if it was done as part of a series, it probably had more budget behind it. Probably. I I don't know how to rate them on animation because they were all bad in different ways. And this one, I feel like, is just cheap. They didn't put enough animation into the characters. Right. Well, it was all all narration. There really wasn't any actual there wasn't a ton of actual Mm. voice over or voice to speak of it was all exposition yeah except she screamed when she fell down the rat hole (laughs) and she screamed when she met the tweedles (laughs) (laughs) which for some reason i found hilarious (laughs) well you know if you're gonna meet up with a pair of absolute twins it looks like um they were straight out of uh, disney properties then you know i would scream too (laughs) chances of getting a dc or DMCA are pretty high. (laughs) 
I'm I don't know how that show is getting away with it, especially since Amazon is hosting it. Yeah. But do they know that Amazon has so much content and a lot of it is uploaded by individual people. So there's no guarantee like there's no guarantee that they're going to know. Hmm. Unless it's brought to their attention by somebody, which, you know, if you're Let's talking something... about <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 I, I will say this one also you know you get like that that like the you know like four to six year old programming like the like for kids ages four to six or in that realm uh -huh. this felt very much like like a blue not a blues clues but like that realm of or um oh what was the there was like emily the princess or whatever like those kind of shows like it kind of fits into that felt like that realm of 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 age group to me, this felt like those cheap YouTube videos that people used to make for kids. Oh, yeah. They Maybe they still do, but sure after the can. whole Child Protection Act or whatever, they kind of disappeared. Yeah. I think some companies still try to get by with making them, but there was like a period of time where these were like super popular, just people churning out the most basic content for kids just to get clicks and money. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this felt like, but maybe with a little bit of a budget behind it. Yeah, Just I was a little say, bit of a budget. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, from a general perspective, the the animation was maybe more consistent. Like it, it, like it moved with the environment. You didn't see someone jump up five stairs, you know, and, and make like they were going mm -hmm. up ten. It, it, it felt a little bit more like there was a little bit of care behind it. Mm -hmm. From that perspective. Despite the Disney rip, like the Disney ripoff part of it is obviously terrible, but it was mm -hmm. at least a consistent, everything sort of worked within the world. It looked like it all fit. Yeah. I feel like the best part of this in a weird way was the backgrounds though. Oh yeah. Like I feel like that's where they put the most work into because I actually agree. liked the weird forest where the Tweedles were. It was just kind <laughs> of eerie, but in a cool just the colors and the designs i kind of liked that uh one other touch in the background that i i sort of liked it was random and weird though was when she falls down the rabbit hole there's like a giant ground sloth skeleton <laughs> <laughs> like one of those prehistoric giant sloths that's just randomly at the bottom of the hole <laughs> I don't know why, but I kind of liked that, even though it didn't fit with what should have been there. I thought that was kind of creative-ish and just something that you're not going to find in any other version. No, it definitely, like you say, the, the backgrounds and the animation aspect of it was uh, it's pretty solid across the board. Um, you know, the voiceover did what it needed to do. I think it did a relatively straightforward narrative like they didn't go off on too many random tangents they kept the story pretty lean which obviously you'd have very to very lean <laughs> yeah and uh I, I guess if you're gonna say they didn't try and shove too much in they kept it they kept it you know moving along at a decent pace i thought at least as yeah. much as they could <laughs> well there were a few random things in here that i thought were amusing in a bad way how about it <laughs> So, in the scene with the rabbit at his house, in the story, she's supposed to be in the house, and she, I think it's she finds another drink me bottle, and ends up huge, and stuck in the house. In this version, 
she finds this random macaron on the ground and eats it and then trashes his house. <laughs> She's outside. So she had to like run through his house. It does not show this in the animation. It just says that through the narration that his house is ruined and it shows the crunched after effects. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that she's outside. She finds this random cookie, eats it, and then destroys his house. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that is what happens if you eat too many macrons. I mean, I can't tell you how many houses I've destroyed, you know, after I eat macrons. <laughs> Apparently, they're a dangerous dessert. And then the carrot brings her back down. What was it? And I don't remember. Was it the carrot that brought her back down to normal size? No, in the book, they're throwing pebbles into the into the house at her. And then they turn into little cakes, which she eats, and then she shrinks. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, in this version also, even though the animation was a little bit better than some of the others, there were little weird mistakes here. Like when she's at the caterpillar, she walks by him and her bow cuts off his head. <laughs> just for a few frames, the, the bow just like slices right between his head and his body. <laughs> her feet didn't like to stay on either like they were kind of all over the board too <laughs> yeah they they didn't pay close enough attention they're probably this is probably like a hurried production they're trying to get as much out as they can oh i'm sure and i love the fact that her head is like a balloon like it bounces up and down and it kind of changes shape as she walks <laughs> her eyes kind of well all the eyes kind of do a little bit of that too the, i yeah. did not like the eyes they were creepy they looked like those, um, you know, Thai Beanie Babies? Oh, yeah. After, they... after Beanie Babies, they made these other things. I don't know what they're called, but they have these giant eyes. Mm. And they just, like, stare into your soul. And that's what these <laughs> eyes looked like. <laughs> they are surprisingly detailed. Like, everything else has a relative amount of detail, but it's still, it's very, like, clip arty. Yeah, uh -huh. their eyes, though, like, they are definitely detailed. <laughs> And the Beanie Baby things you're talking about, like, they've got massive heads and then tiny bodies. Yeah. The rest of the story is very truncated and off as well, because she goes to the tea party. But for some reason, the Tweedles are there. And none of the other characters other than the Mad Hatter, just the Mad Hatter and the Tweedles for some reason. And then she goes to the castle, and the cards are just painting flowers. There's no, there's no, like talking about why they're painting flowers this is just they're painting flowers and they're pink they're not even red <laughs> they're like they're like a like gradient like a like two shades of like like rose and really light pink or something like that and they're they're heart-shaped <laughs> yeah it's they they didn't pay enough attention to the point of them in the story yeah and then the queen just unprovoked shouts off with her head when she meets her and then she runs away and wakes up and that's the end well, you know, if I came out across someone with a gigantic head and like really freaky eyes, I would yell off with her head as well. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that sounds like prejudice to me. <laughs> how, how many, how many large headed, large eyes people do you run across in a day to day thing? If that came across you in real life, I think you'd probably do the same. I mean, the chances of that bow cutting off another caterpillar's head. Are you willing to take that chance? Because I'm not behead them before they behead you exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not sure there's a whole lot else to say although i will say with all of these adaptations 
there's that one shot where there's just like a random shot of like every possible character like whether it's in that the did seem to be a thing that happened a lot yeah like like either the the tea party well and there's only so many places you're gonna have a large group of people mm-hmm. but like the tea party or um the courtroom like there was at least one they're like oh look at all the awesome things that we made aren't they amazing <laughs> wouldn't you like to join us and invest in future episodes yeah i mean the courtroom does have a lot of returning characters at the end but they seem to cram a lot more than were in the book into the last scene yeah yeah they do and some of them just made up like random scenes like well i mean we'll get there but there was one version that had just them all the characters just showing up actually more than one version just had all the characters show up at the end for no reason oh yeah (laughs) Oh, it's a, it's like that fine. It's like a curtain call in in, in theater. You know, you want to make sure that everybody remembers all the amazing character designs that you came up with, because they are so well drawn. <laughs> yeah. Thank you to Nikki for joining me on this episode of Every Version Ever. She'll be back next week to talk about another cheap internet cartoon. But in the meantime, if you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. That's all for today. We'll see you next time for another terrible episode of Every Version Ever. Thanks for listening.